All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Union Sharks Podcast. I'm today's host. I forgot my name, Hammerhead, <laughs> and uh, and I'm with my co-hosts here as usual, Mako and Lemon. Hello, hello, hello. Yo. Uh, we have a guest with us. Uh, we'll have him introduce himself just a little bit. Uh, we might have him uh, talk about our meme of the week. Um, so the meme of the week, it was funny, but I'm not gonna lie, it didn't leave the greatest impression as the other two. Uh, memes that we the refried beans <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so much more classy yeah but this meme um i don't know how we're gonna share it but we'll find out how <laughs> uh but it's just a video oh it was a youtube one duh uh it's just called why camera angles are important um mako you want to explain it a little bit um so it's at some kind of football game or something and they're doing a presentation of the flag and they start fluttering it and <laughs> I mean you'll have to see the actual video so you can understand why they named it that way but yeah it's pretty good <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much of it <laughs> you don't want to spoil too much <laughs> yeah. but yeah just got uh, watch the the guy's reaction or actions I guess <laughs> I don't like a term but um also I forgot um our guest here he Put up a comment asking about the Grievous video. Did you finally see it? Yes, I did. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Did you like that one? That one was good. <laughs> okay, good, good. If that doesn't get meme of the week one of these days, I'll be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll get right to this. We have a guest here. He's uh, a buddy of mine. Um, and, I mean, you're with three other people. On page. Right, so we have an Instagram page, and this kind of all originated with um, my actual brother's dream was to have four of us represent each member of Delta Squad from the old video game, Star Wars video game, Republic Commandos. And so our Instagram is called Republic Commandos. You can search us with just at Republic Commandos. It's plural because we're not just Delta Squad, we're trying to get an Omega Squad, and honestly, any other squad, we welcome, um, you know, custom builds and stuff, as well as we post, we, we love a lot of the art that we get, so we'll post artists and such, oh, yeah. but I represent Sev, and so I'll go by the name Sev, which is short for Delta 1207, and <laughs> oh. yeah, so that's why I get the nickname, <laughs> anyway. It's it's a great game. We love playing it. We love representing the characters. And actually, up until Tuesday, we're currently having our 5K giveaway. It's a quick little pitch here. Um, if you like us, follow us, and repost one of our, our great pictures that we post on Instagram, uh, we'll recognize that. We'll see that. And we're giving away, in a raffle drawing, either a raw Republic Commando helmet that you can customize and build yourself, and we'll provide instructions or whatever help you need. Or if you already have one, we'll, we have a fan uh, package, which comes with the books, the Republic Commando books, which was by uh, Karen Travis, I believe her name was. She's got five great books out. I haven't read them all. I'm on the last one. And it comes with a T-shirt and some other little knickknacks that we'll send your way. But it's an either-or if you win, and it goes till Tuesday. Oh, geez, I might have to make an Instagram account. <laughs> that no. actually sounds really good. Yeah, You've got a lot of great pictures. You won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all you, follow your 
all four of you are brothers? We're actually brothers, so it works out really well okay. with the whole clone trooper aspect because <laughs> we're all relatively the same height. We already act and goof around like the characters even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link to their Instagram page in the uh, description below um, once we upload this. We'll see if the raffle's still going by the time this is up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. If not, come follow us anyway. We'll have another raffle at 10K. Yeah. All right. I'm still not at 10K yet. <laughs> you guys should probably beat me. We've only, we've only started doing this this year, and we really appreciate the help and support that so many Star Wars fans have given us, and you know, they've shared our stories and whatnot. So. Wait, in 2021? or? No, not 2020. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> two years. <laughs> no, back in, in fact, it was late 2020, and we didn't get out as often as we wanted to. Uh, we are part of the 501st Legion, which, oh, wow. so we go out and we do volunteer work whenever we can, but unfortunately, with everything being closed due to 2020 um, being the way it was with the pandemic and such, we, we just went virtual with it. We said, let's try and get Star Wars fans vamped even though we can't go physically vi visit them at hospitals or such. Yeah. yeah. I think recently, it was part of the 501st, they were in like a parade, but it might have just been a repost from earlier. But, yeah, they do pretty cool stuff. But isn't there like an application process they have to do? Right, so in order to join the 501st, and obviously I'm not representing them today so that I can express my own opinions, but just a quick little pitch for them. They're great... Uh, group of uh, a great organization that does charity work and in order to join them you have to have a screen accurate costume and that's either via movie or video game much like we are at the republic commandos mm -hmm. and once you do that there's a little application you work with your um, local representatives so even though it's worldwide there's a garrison or a squad uh, just about anywhere that you can find a good group of Star Wars fans and after that you apply and there's someone who checks off on your costume via pictures and you're good to go. Okay. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of tidbit for you. Yeah. Alright, thanks for that Seth. Um, so yeah, today I mean, we wanted to do just a Star Wars day. Um, <laughs> Shocking. Because <yeah>. everybody <laughs> <laughs> here I mean, they have a Star Wars page, and we're all fans of Star Wars here, so. Yeah, I mean, you guys have heard my rants about Star Wars and uh, the Disney Star Wars and, you know, where we've gotten so far with that. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that again, but maybe less detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll probably be on your tail, Mako. <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> but, so the first thing I want to talk about was kind of our, uh, the direction that we've been seeing general Star Wars has been going in the past five years. Like, how do we feel about that? Like, are we, like, are you guys happy with, like, the movies and, like, the games or any other um, stuff that's come out, maybe other comics or books that possibly come out either? Um, I feel like, um, I guess EA's Battlefront 2 kind of represents the whole arc of it the best. It started off as what felt like a really cheap cash grab. And then just over time, with a lot of love and attention, it's starting to get somewhere good. And then they stopped putting out DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Except luckily for us, they're actually putting out more and more and more Star Wars content now. But yeah, I just remember when Force Awakens came out, I was kind of disappointed. Because I was like, this feels like just a retread of A New Hope with new characters. But 
after the prequels, they probably just want to soften us up, go, look, we can make decent Star Wars movies, you know, please forgive us and stay with us for this new trilogy. <laughs> but then, you know, The Last Jedi happened, and that tossed out a lot of potential storylines, I felt, and then The Rise of Skywalker, I just didn't didn't care for that very much. So, what I mean, Seb, what were your thoughts on that? No, it's all very fair. I would argue that it... The problem started even longer than five years ago. I go back to 2012 when EA was given exclusive rights to uh, all video game content. In fact, you could go back even further to the deterioration of LucasArts and their video game industry. Because I don't know about you sharks, but um, I grew up with the old books, um, you know, X-Wing and the old video games, uh, Dark Forces, Rogue Squad, or yeah, Rogue Squadron. Oh, that was a good one. Right. And it's just stuff you played on the PC. And then while video games were moving to the console, um, I felt like there was, again, that cash grab. Yeah. And so with the films, there's always going to be some love-hate. And I was talking with my wife, actually, about this. Um, there tends to be this general idea that films all have to adhere to a certain demographic. Uh, and it really does limit you know, what actors can do, what f- directors can do, um, and yeah. what those general audiences are expecting. I'm personally not a new fan or a fan of the new trilogy, the sequels. And uh, you could argue that that's because I grew up with the prequels. That yeah. was my generation. Yeah. People hated the prequels just as much. <laughs> yeah. <in their> life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and fortunately, it feels like because whether this crapshoot of a sequel trilogy came out, that people are starting to love the, the prequels more, or just it, they've had the time to um, grow and to be retcon in some industry with the shows and yeah. great directors like Dave Filoni. Oh, yeah. And John Favreau. And, they, and so. Um, coming back to Battlefront 2, a lot of that love for Battlefront 2 has come back because people have been customizing the clone troopers. Oh, yeah. And so they've been throwing... In fact, you can find the Republic Commando skins now in those video games. Oh, wow. But they're not paying you anything, though, right? No, no. So all these people are are hacking the system for their own benefit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was no love for the new Battlefront run. I mean, I love the original Battlefronts 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Right. And so um, when Battlefront, the new Battlefront 1 and 2 from 2015 and later came out, um, you know, there, there was that... You know, why isn't it Battlefront 3? Or what's different? <laughs> and then there was a whole uproar about why there wasn't a, a campaign. Yeah. Which they tried to remedy in Battlefront 2. Which, you know, people didn't like it because it really wasn't a, a true Empire story that it was advertised to be. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's totally okay for people to have um, opinions and do, and for them to not like certain aspects of Star Wars. Yeah. It's the people who come out and say, you have to love all Star Wars, and you can't voice your opinion that are the hypocrites out there. Yeah. And the, you got to find that balance. But there, that's me on my soapbox right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I think, kind of going back to the prequels and talking about how people actually like them now, I think, weirdly, part of that is the internet. 
Oh, yeah. The because of all the memes, it actually is funny to watch Revenge of the Sith now. <laughs> There's even memes today about how, like, when, you know, Anakin whips out the lightsaber to kill the kids, like, people are like, I'm just laughing hysterically at this part. <laughs> My parents are like, what's wrong with you? This is child murder. <laughs> well, I'm like, have you seen the memes, though, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> memes have saved a lot of the prequels, for one. I mean, I love the, the Bernie Mittens he's all over I mean even yeah. in the Star Wars universe Mark Hamill has been tweeting a lot of those and I've just been laughing along yeah am I a fan of Bernie not not particularly he's done some things I don't like but you know just like anyone you meet off the street they've got a good heart to them I I believe yeah and so I I like the memes I like the Trump memes it's, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious and you know I love the uh Grievous running after Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was great. awesome. So, the, that, yes, in short, the internet has saved a lot of the prequels, and it could save the sequels eventually. Yeah, it could be. Some people have pointed that out, like maybe 10 years from now, there'll be such good sequel memes. We'll be like, well, you know what, maybe they weren't really so bad. Too. Yeah, so far, so far <laughs> yeah. there hasn't been, right, Lemon? But, I mean, I, did, I think I showed you one. It was, it was a prequel meme, but it was for a sequel. Mm-hmm. It was Palpatine talking to Anakin, and he says... <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine we, is the Plagueis of the Wise uh, the yeah. speech yeah. yeah. and he turns to him and he's like our grandchildren are going to make out in front of my dead body uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little mix of both right there yeah, and, um, I'd argue that the other half that saved the prequels was the Clone Wars show mm-hmm. actually because that gave characters like Anakin and even Count Dooku, more of, like, the story and the time they needed for people to get attached to them, like, to fall in love with them. Yeah. Because remember, everyone was like, Count Dooku's so lame, Darth Maul was so much cooler, and then a few years as Clone Wars came out, you know, people were like, Count Dooku was actually pretty cool. He was just an old actor. Yeah. yeah. Right. Talented. And, uh, yeah. Very really talented. talented actor. I mean, the guy was um, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which was really <laughs> cool, and then, you know, he... Um, I think he fought in, again, I'm no expert on anything, not even an expert in Star Wars, but he fought in wars, oh, uh, in yeah. battles yep. and stuff. Yep. So when George Lucas came and said, you know, you need to make a sound when uh, your head gets cut off or when this stabbing action happens, and he goes, that's not how people sound when they die. And George yeah. just went, okay, well, you would know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember with uh, Lord of the Rings, like during that scene where he gets stabbed in the back. Yeah, Peter Jackson was like, "I need you to make this noise." He's like, "That's not what. That's not the kind of noise a man makes." He, he gets stabbed in the back. It's right. like all the air gets driven out of your lungs. So you go. Ah. That might be like, the actual story. Yeah. <laughs> again, I'm no expert, but I appreciate his work. And again, the comics made him look really good. Yeah. Um, the co- I mean, the cartoons. The only thing I didn't like about Clone Wars was it felt like it ripped off the. Uh, uh, Samurai Jack Clone Wars cartoon. Oh, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I grew and that up with was those. phenomenal. Oh, and Grievous oh was a boss in those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mako here showed us clips of Grievous being Grievous. When he's like fighting with his feet and yeah, and taking on seven Jedi Masters or in their Padawans yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, and even later, Kiyoti's like, "We were tired, but we're Jedi. When's the last time anybody's taken on like seven of us and gotten away with it?" Mm-hmm. So, and I, I did read that part of that was George Lucas's fault, actually, because sure. initially Gendy and his team were like, okay, he's supposed to be this cool Jedi hunter, like unstoppable. And then after they made the cartoon, George came in and said, well, he's supposed to be more like a B-list movie villain, like twirls his mustache <laughs> and runs away kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they went for in the movie, and I'd argue to a fault in Clone Wars. Sure. It, you know, the later one. Well, and... 
I don't have a whole lot of acting experience, but um, in the little bit that I do, it feels like actors can and directors and editors can be given a list of characteristics for a certain character, and they they stick to that, and it limits the characterization overall rather than yeah. you know showing this side of the other character or Anakin's uh, other side and. It, it it can hurt a franchise, and I think the Star Wars industry in particular hurt because of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. How about you, Lemon? What do you think? What do you think about the prequels? <laughs> or just there's so far though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, kind of, kind of what uh, Mako said. To me, like the news, like most of the Disney stuff feels like fan fiction to me a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. It's hard to take seriously because like. There's no progression to me. It feels like it feels like they're just doing a cash grab for me. But go back to the prequels, though. You may, you said something that made me think about it. Um, what what saved the prequels for me was the soundtrack. Like oh, I listen to the yeah. soundtrack all the time, mm-hmm. and like even though the movie wasn't that great, like I can still in my head I can imagine this really awesome movie playing out for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> like when I listen to it, and it just invokes such powerful emotions. So like that's what saved the prequels for me. You know, but but yeah, like the stuff I do like from the new Disney like. Uh, Star Wars is the Mandalorian, of course, which is really great. And uh, I do like the comics they've made of Darth Vader. That was really cool. And oh, yeah. Rogue One was cool, too. I like the ending scene in Rogue One where Darth Vader just goes crazy. But. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I fell in love with Rogue One uh, at the minute of the space battle. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. loved, again, I grew up with Rogue Squadron. <laughs> and then the cherry on top was Darth the Darth Vader scene. And it was just it became such an iconic hallway scene that yeah, right. blew fans away, and so it, it instantly went to the top shelf of my favorite Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. But Lemon, you mentioned something that I think is key in any movie franchise, which is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, John Williams, flat out awesome. Hans Zimmerman, great. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of renditions and great directors and our musical scores based off of their work. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into some of the sequels. And that's a problem you find is that there's no standalone soundtrack. There's no Phantom Menace um, choir or you know Battle of Heroes from um, the third film. And um, in in fact, a lot of movies outside the Star Wars universe suffer with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with the old Disney animated show, so when I watched. Mary Poppins, I could sing Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious oh, yeah, off yeah, the top yeah, of my head. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't sing a single thing, or a song or whatever, from the second Mary Poppins show. Mm. And I think that's something that um, editors and directors and producers need to realize is that a soundtrack is key. Yeah, yeah. definitely, because the music really drives the emotions really hard, you know. Like my sister, she did a senior project, which in Idaho you have to do a senior project before graduating high school, but... Anyway, she did a whole senior project on um, movie soundtracks and movies and like how it affected. It. And she like would take clips of movies and like just change the soundtrack and it just changed the whole vibe. Like she took the Phantom Menace scene and like put in like you know um, some like some bar some like Pirates of the Caribbean bar music while oh, <laughs> yeah. that sounds it's amazing. Made, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's like Far Too Gone, Far Too Gone. Something like that. Go look it up. But, <laughs> but yeah, it just, just changed the scene completely. And like, I thought about it a lot. Like a lot of movies, I really that stuck with me. Really had great soundtracks. Like a lot of the um, Dark Knight movies. Like they're really great because there's a soundtrack that like oh, yeah. just yeah. gets you pumped up. Like you hear the sound, hear the music, and you're just like, Dane, I want to go at it. I want to do bad. I'll go stuff. to the gym to that stuff. <laughs> right? it's yeah. Great. I'm sorry. Oh. I own the movies, but I don't remember the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to it later. But 
going off that, um, some of the games, like uh, Fallen Order, there's the opening song. That's the only time we hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great. It was a great song. Um, the Mandalorian also has such an iconic uh, sound. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows Definitely. it now. Yeah. Every time I watch an episode, I have, like, the song stuck in my head for, like, the next two days. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to one of the Instagram and YouTube uh, musicians out there. If you ever get a chance, Samuel Kim. Oh, He does yeah. a lot of the He's remixes good. or whatever. His personal favorite of mine is obviously Vote On mixed with the Halo theme. Because Vote On from the Republic Commandos game and then the Halo theme. And it just sounds like you have that brotherhood... Um, mm -hmm as well as that sisterhood that just combination of we're going through this let's do let's let's go yeah and so again but mandalorian awesome oh, yeah. soundtrack oh yeah like so how do you guys feel about the end of the mandalorian so oh, it, it's cut how long has it been out now uh, about two, since christmas so, yeah since yeah. christmas so, about so almost, almost a month, a month. uh recording at recording um <laughs> at this time lemon <laughs> Um, would you like to share your... Because <laughs> <laughs> Lemon's just finished it. it. He kind of well, cheated. Oh, more or less. I, you might take offense, but I feel like he kind of did. But that's fine due to time restrictions. Um, yeah, I didn't get around to it because I don't have a Disney Plus membership. And when I tried using someone else's, it was expired. So I said, F it and watched a YouTube <laughs> for this video. But even watching the recap, though, I still felt like some, I still felt like some impact on the story because I was very surprised when it showed like a clip of him taking his mask off. To like say goodbye to Grogu or Baby Yoda, and this first time he took his mask off to, or his helmet off. I mean, um, just to like help the kid out. So it's kind of even just like watching that little clip made me feel something. And also, it's pretty funny. I knew like it was coming because I saw memes of Luke Skywalker showing up. So I'm like, oh, he probably shows up. I was really surprised at the CGI they used for him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that deep fake or deep face fake, whatever it is, is is pretty intense. Um, yeah, I know the corridor. Um, crew, um, they've got a YouTube and Instagram as well. They reviewed that, and it's for a budget of a show, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it, one of the guys mentioned that you know, you can have it 99% accurate, um, but it's just that 1% that still throws everybody mm -hmm. off. Uh, for yeah. a long time, I thought they were going to use the Winter Soldier actor as a stand in. Oh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he looks really similar to young Mark Hamill. Yeah, and they've joked about it every now and again, yeah. but I was so glad to see Luke at the end of that thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, was, that was a really good, another good hallway scene of just Luke going to town against those, mm. was it Death Troopers? Yeah. Death Troopers. That was great. Which mm. is a old Star Wars video game callback. Yeah, because the Dark Troopers were in the original Battlefront, and they were in Dark Forces, too, where they were first introduced, I think. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. with Kyle Katan, who is my favorite Star Wars character. I wish they would bring him back. Oh, oh my man. gosh. I understand that they cut him out of Rogue One, but that would have been a great opportunity to bring him in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. at the same time, you you know, people argue, you know, why aren't these older characters in the newer things? And then you have a whole Rose Tico problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then again, you know, it's just... There's so many characters, it's really hard. It's an expansive universe, and yeah. to think, I, I get that it's a film, it's fiction, it ultimately doesn't matter, but there are so many characters out there doing so many things, to think that it's always the same five characters happening to everything <laughs> is, 
a stretch of the imagination, but you know what? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably why The Mandalorian was so refreshing, because it's like brand new characters, mm. and then we get a few that are just fan favorites, like Luke and Ahsoka. Sure, there's some fan service there. Yeah. I mean, it is Dave Filoni, so you're going to bring in Ahsoka Tano. And, yeah. You know, it was, really was heartwarming to see Luke Skywalker get that tribute that we really wanted and didn't get as fans in yeah. the sequels. Right. Yeah. And again, that can, you know, be fan service later and I'll just take my, my big boy party hat and <laughs> celebrate over on my own corner. Yeah. Like, eh, some people didn't like it, whatever. So it reminded me of another meme. I'm <laughs> sorry. But um, it's of Kylo and they're like at the school with Luke and it's just like a <laughs> text to like Grogu. It's like, hey Grogu, I really like you. Don't come to I saw that and I laughed and I cried. I'm like, oh no, the school shootings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a sad topic, but <laughs> dark humor. It's fun. Yeah. No. you have to laugh or you cry. Right. <laughs> but that. What were you gonna say, Miko? Oh, I remember it. Um, I think because there's a lot of reaction videos to Luke coming up, and of course, the biggest one that people have talked about the most is a YouTube channel called Star Wars Theory. Oh, yeah, I like Star Wars Theory. He's Canadian. Is he really? I think so. Oh, I've lost some respect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. You know what? I think I have more respect for it. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm a patriot, I swear. Yeah, I actually did some kind of digging through the comments because, you know, there's a video of him watching it and he starts crying. Mm. He sees the X-Wing and he goes, don't give me hope. And then, like, when he realizes it's, like, as it becomes more and more obvious it's Luke, he just starts losing it, like, oh. just tears mm-hmm. coming down. Mm-hmm. So, and in the comments, people were saying, the thing is, he had cancer when he was a kid. He was diagnosed, like, early in his life. And he said it was watching Star Wars and Luke Skywalker fight the odds that got him through it. That's cool. So, for him, and just for a lot of Luke Skywalker fans, like you said, this moment was just so cathartic because we finally got Luke in his prime, not bumming around on a planet drinking (laughs) whatever the crap that stuff was from that weird cow thing but actually like being a jedi and being the hero that we all know and love Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i i'm a little sad that we don't get his oh crap what's his name grogu no i always forget his name He's the only black Jedi. Oh, Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Mace Windu. You know, speaking of Star Wars theory, he's actually doing a Vader film. If you haven't seen his first one, I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. It's just Vader, and it's him um, kind of going... It's like it happens between the third and fourth film, and then I think he's doing a, a sequel to it where he might come into contact with uh, Mace Windu. <laughs> like, Mace Windu is hiding on the planet Naboo. And so there's that whole thing. You might have actually already come out with it. Go check it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, comes out as Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, hey, mother. <laughs> I'm still alive, mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, You're still a Jay Master, motherfucker. I think he actually, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was like, put me in one of the Stormtrooper costumes. No one will know I'm in the movie, okay? They don't have to see my face. It won't tell it's me. And then someone posted a video of like a random Stormtrooper going, hey, mother effort, <laughs> <laughs> shooting people. And I'm like, yep, that's Sam. <laughs> well, I know um, the James Bond actor was in the sequel trilogy. Oh, Stormtrooper. Yeah, Daniel what? Craig. Yeah, really. I didn't yeah. know that. You guys are making me look like a Star Wars geek here. I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> well, usually, usually it's there. Mako. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, like, you remember the stormtrooper that's in the room with Ray and she does her first mind trick and gets yeah. into it? Yeah, that's yeah. Daniel Craig. James Bond wouldn't let her 
do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. James Bond's too strong for that. <laughs> but Boba Fett. Ah, yes. Oh, the Book of, of Boba Fett. Fett. Mm-hmm. The Book of Fett. The Book of whatever. Can you know, just, whatever the title is. Can we just appreciate the fan service of Bib Fortuna? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> he played Bib Fortuna in The Phantom Menace. Did he really? He did. Same actor. Oh, And so to yeah, bring yeah, him yeah. back, and the fact that they showed him fat, you know, after <laughs> yeah. you know, leading the huts and everything, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. In fact, they even included his staff, which was originally with the oh. action figure toy. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have that in any of the other movies, but they threw it in the show, which was cool. That is so cool. Dave Filoni, he does his homework. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really smart guy. But, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. That comes cool. out in December? Yeah, along with... 2021? Supposedly the third season of The Mandalorian. They're not doing one after the other? No, I heard they're supposed to be doing both at the same time. Wow, that that's the one thing you got to be careful with is just the overkill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm enjoying about a show is that again it, it feels like we have something to look forward to on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, real. I remember growing up and my parents would watch, you know, Frasier or Seifeld yep, or yep. Friends and I was always sent to bed before they were allowed to watch those yeah. more adult shows and I love them now cuz if you haven't seen them again, go watch it, but um, <laughs> this is something that's for us as, you know, 20, 30, even 40-year-olds now to, you know, get through the work week and Thank goodness it's Friday. But if they overkill us like they do sometimes with, you know, just give, 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 I feel like we don't appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed that myself. Like, when I binge through, like, a whole series, I feel like it kind of hurts the series a little bit because then you don't get, like, the anticipation. Mm -hmm. Anticipation. The whole season comes out at once. Yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'd be at least pretty good with it, just one episode a week. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, it might distract from the other show, the other one. And it wouldn't probably get as big as it possibly could have if both of them are out at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, film it, but then they just wait a little bit. Sure. When one season ends, then they start the other one or whatever, and they release it. Yeah. So, and I think right now there is some... Apparently, Gina Carano's in some trouble because she's been posting, like, um, oh, The yes, Rebel yes, Trooper. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 She's been political. Yeah. I, I like social media. I'm I'm not on Facebook much anymore because it's, yeah, it is what it is, which is why I much more enjoy Instagram to a point. Mm-hmm. But Twitter has some definite evils to it. It's, oh, yeah. again, great for getting the word out and you know, saying, hey, I'm having a bar mitzvah, come, come party. <laughs> but there's definitely got to be some balance there. And addressing Gina, and she actually came back, I think you were about to mention this, Manko, and she came back and addressed all the hate she was getting for, um, because Lucasfilm is um, supporting a COVID memorial. Mm-hmm. And she originally said, you know, I'm not gonna wear a mask or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so people were saying, you know, Star Wars, if you're really gonna be a part of this memorial, memorial, fire her. Yeah. Which is hypocritical. And again, I, I go off on this rant all the time. I can't stand the, the hypocrites out there because they will support other Hollywood um, opinions that, again, happen to align with them as individuals or groups, but then they'll go after those that differ from their opinion. Yeah. And so, again, another recent um, Star Wars-related Twitter account that I think was under fire 
was a new hostess to, I think, a oh. Higher Republic show yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And she came out uh, against a lot of white stuff. Um, I think one of her tweets was in regards to the 2020 debate. Um, she, she mentioned that it's a disgrace that two white dudes, and again, I'm paraphrasing, uh, are talking about um, uh, races and the, how deprived they are. And again, we're not seeing a whole lot of flare-up in that regard as we are to um, Gina and her, her character. And you can't go on this pick and choose. I mean, yes, you're enti- entitled to your opinion, but it just stands to your character if you're going to um, say, this Hollywood person can have their say, but this person can't yeah. because they don't agree with me. Yeah, it's like, I'm open-minded and tolerant, and you're a horrible person for not agreeing with me, like not being of the same opinion of me. Right, and I don't believe the average Joe or Jane out there is an extremist. I just think we get carried away in these waves of, you know, this person said this, and I like their stuff when they did this movie. (laughs) I mean, a personal example, I like a lot of Tom Hanks movies. Oh, yeah. I like a lot of what he does for different communities. I don't like everything, and I don't think I would necessarily want to have dinner with the guy, (laughs) but I could still go watch a movie he acts in because he's a great actor. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to agree with him. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, the character they're playing isn't who they necessarily are in real life. Right. Someone was hired to do a job. Let them do that job. Yeah. And then leave the politics out of it. Move on. Yeah, I mean, not really political, but it's kind of similar case with the character that played Rose. I mean, we talked about it before. Oh, she Kevin Ray Tran. Yeah, she was just doing her job. She did her lines fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, you know, give her death Well, and the actor that played Finn, he felt like he got the shaft. Yeah. He yeah. was advertised to be the stormtrooper who becomes a Jedi and didn't. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of fan theories about, you know, that's what he was trying to tell Ray at the end of the last movie was that he had some force sensitivity. Yeah. It wasn't that he liked her or whatever. He's Windu's grandson <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you know again people just need to get off their high horses and realize I mean I, I know I say things that don't line up and I can be two-faced but it's when you don't admit to those kind of things or um, you're so prideful against that but again I'm, I'm going off on a tangent gents. I'm sorry <laughs> well I guess like to kind of just add to that real quick I feel like we were a little bit absolutist in society nowadays. Sure. Because, like, I remember watching something on Gandhi, and there were people in the comments saying, oh, Gandhi was actually a terrible person. He was a misogynist. And I was like, that was normal in his time. That doesn't take away from all the good that he did. Right. Honestly, no one's perfect as well. Nobody's perfect. And historical contents really shape... um, situations yeah. I mean should someone be so bad because that's how they were you know raised and that's the culture and their upbringing I don't think that's fair to judge people on what we now know as a society whether that's better or not I know people in the you know next century are gonna look at us and say how moronic we were for you know having this issue yeah I, I don't think right. it's fair for them to fault us for what we do today well, yeah it's like you can't judge historical figures by present standards yeah. Well, what so, about Obi-Wan? He's kind of perfect. Yeah, going back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan, Jesus, you know, uh, <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> it's actually no. one of my favorite Star Wars memes ever is of Qui-Gon and Darth Maul fighting in the desert. 
says, here is a colorized depiction of Jesus Christ <laughs> fighting <laughs> Satan in the desert during the 40 days of temptation. <laughs> By Qui-Gon, speaking of Qui-Gon. Oh, the news. He wants to be back. And it's like, well, I, I think it's settled now that Qui-Gon is going to become a character in the Obi-Wan series. This isn't one of those Spider-Man 3, this person's going to replace their role, is it? Well, reportedly, just from multiple sources that I've seen, Liam Neeson is interested in being in the Obi-Wan show. There's nothing official, but he's interested. I mean, I can't blame him. What yeah. actor doesn't want to get involved in the Star Wars universe right now? Oh, yeah. It's hot stuff. Yeah. Right. Even if, like, you're not a huge fan, I think it just the fact that it'd be so big for your career would be something. I mean, we were just saying, Daniel Craig yeah, wanted Daniel to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> I, I would love to be a stormtrooper on set. I don't care if I die or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, that'd be, like, a selling point. I think for me. <laughs> I mean, again, not to give reasons on why to join the 501st, but a lot of the stormtroopers they used in the Mandalorian yeah, are from, from, from the 501st. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's screen accurate costumes and they needed the bodies. Yeah. So. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> join yeah. it because you love it, not because you get perks. <laughs> yeah. For real. Uh. But uh, coming back to hopefully the top of the rabbit hole here. Yes, there's a lot of stuff happening in the in these five, ten years. There's a lot of announcements for new things coming out. Um, we talked about video games and stuff, and I think Hammerhead mentioned that um, there's a new video game on a new platform that's not EA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't you, weren't you the one that found about it, Lemon? I, think I saw a rumor about, like, um, it wasn't the Ubisoft one, it was something different. It was just an oh. article saying that there's, like, some sort of development team outside of AI developing another... Um, uh, older public uh, video game. That'd be awesome. I think That'd EA's gotten really comfortable with exclusive rights, mm -hmm. and they need some competition. Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's competition ups their quality. You know? Right. Yeah. It's just the way it works. And I'm excited to see the new video games come out, because for me personally, I actually enjoy the video games of the Star Wars universe a lot more than the movies and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> like, my favorite game of all time is The Force Unleashed and Battlefront Two, like the original. And those games, like, I just love being inside the Star Wars universe and, like, being a part of it, you know? And yeah. Carrying out violent, or carrying out violent acts. <laughs> Gratuitous <laughs> violence. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with the video games next. Yeah. Because uh, apparently it's Ubisoft? Yeah, Ubisoft is confirmed to be working on an open world Star Wars game right now. Which so is... Would be um, like uh, Assassin's Creed? That's Star the thing. Wars. Like, If it was like 1313, like a bounty hunter, just yeah. making his way through the galaxy. Simple man making his way through the universe. That would be tremendous. <laughs> you see, that would work really well, though, as an open world, except I feel like they'd only have to be able to do hubs on each planet. Um, sure, because this is a big planet. Yeah, or yeah. maybe, like, even a ship, like they did with the Old Republic. You have your ship, and that's where you go, or then decide where else you're going to go and mm -hmm. take care of all your things. Yeah, and so you might be, like, in a spaceport on this planet, or maybe two other places that you'll be able to, like, transport to or not across the world yeah um, I wonder if it will yeah. cost money to alter your character or if you'll be able to freely choose what species you are you know if you're a bounty hunter or oh, a Jedi true, or a trooper yeah. mm -hmm. kind of like I think that was um, Old Republic games yeah you can do that a lot of fun oh. but I mean if it comes another cash grab then I probably will pass yeah, it being Ubisoft, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you can be a Jedi or a bounty hunter, or if you pay an extra five bucks, you can be a special smuggler or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather they pull like a Skyrim type thing where you have like a selection of like, you know, at least 10 different races. 
Oh, that would be cool. And then you can edit that character. Maybe yeah. you can change up your face a little bit. You can change different colors and yeah. how heavy you are and how skinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't turn into, you know, something pornographic when how how many breasts you can have. I don't know. Cyberpunk Star Wars. <laughs> 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 you, you might have heard us talk about that already. I, I think <laughs> I listen to your stuff. Um, um, yeah, go on. I guess if I can throw out my thing. Now that we've gone through the sequel trilogy and through like the initial roughness of a lot of these things, I'm excited for what comes next because, you know, they announced like what five or six new Star Wars shows, mm-hmm. so including an Ahsoka show, and I'm kind of hoping that'll tie into Rebels because Ooh, I actually really like Rebels. Yeah, because Thrawn. Well, you know? would would you rather have it start at the end of the show, and then it's between the end of the show and Mandalorian? So it becomes its own spinoff, as I say. Yeah, like, okay. just of how she became up to where she is in The Mandalorian at the end of the first season, and then in the second season, we do some more stuff. Yeah, but, I'm good with that. And then, like, you know, they have the, they announced the High Republic, so that's, like, a whole era of Star Wars that we've never really heard too much about before, so mm-hmm. far as I know. Yeah, and we were talking about before, this like, the treasure trove of lore right. that yeah. Star Wars has that they can always go back to. Yeah, and, like, because they're bringing back dark troopers and... Um, what were we talking about before? Oh, like Dark Troopers, and they brought in ships from the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Just all these things that they're bringing back into canon, there's a chance they'll bring Kyle Katarn back into canon at some point. You know, and I'm actually really excited to see where they go with it. Sure. Uh, there, there's a, a meme out there that I absolutely love with, uh, which takes place in the prequels, where Newt Gunray is like, my lord, is that legal? And you know, Sidious is photoshopped to be Dave Filoni, and he's like, I will make it canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that was too funny. I think it'd be bonkers if they made a live action Force Unleashed game. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> they just, could like, get away with it. Yeah, but yeah, just this, the, the, the abilities of the Force in that game is just so bonkers, and they like break the lore. Yeah. <laughs> the lore of the games, but I don't care. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at some point they'll finally make a second. Republic Commando, because there's been rumors of that for like a decade. Yeah, I mean, I'm at a crossroads with that because leaving my character Sev behind was heartbreaking enough, and the rumor is that he goes and he he helps the, you know, the Rebel Alliance and everything, but the the other members of the command Delta Squad they they become Imperial Commandos. Oh no! and, And so. I mean, are you going to get to experience both sides? Are they going to oh. get to meet? Do they go back for Sev? That would be an interesting take on you know, if they make Republic Commandos 2 or a sequel. Yeah. I know they did make... It was like a dinky little phone game before iPhone. Huh. And it was like Order 66. Like, your your commando team is sent in to take out some of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be really cool. Mm. That would be cool. Uh, I know uh, Omega Squad with... Um, Darman, Niner, Atten, and Fee, or and or Court, depending on again if you've read the books, um, they're the the special ops Republic commandos that dress in all black, and their armor's pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie, but to see their perspectives and um, if we could throw in their their Mandalorian heritage and their trainers from Camino, Cal yeah. um, and Wollenval would be really cool. So there, there's a. I think it was Kathleen Kennedy who said that there's no more content out there. There's so much, whether from the books or the comments. You could, 
In fact, I think there was a Studio C or whatever um, sketch of where they were from Star Wars, and they were making backstories for every single stormtrooper that was ever on the Death Star and <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot out there, and I'm hoping it doesn't turn into a Star Trek-like universe. Yeah. I mean, I like Star Trek, mm -hmm. but I, I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities now between the two, and especially mm -hmm. in the fan base. Yeah. We actually had a Star Wars, Star Trek. Star Trek versus Star Wars debate. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. So I'm actually like, Zara's just laughing, but for, did Kathleen Kennedy actually say that? Like, there's no more content? Uh, you know, it's he said, she said, third oh, yeah. source, probably. Um, I know a lot of fans out there are after her head. Yeah. And again, I, I hate cancel culture, but there's a point where someone does their job bad enough, you really should fire them. Yeah. I mean, she yeah, she yeah. must not really know much about Star Wars if she said that. I know, I'm like, there's a joke on the Honest Trailers for A New Hope where they're like, every single character in the cantina scene has their own Wikipedia page. And it's true. <laughs> it it's true. actually <laughs> true. And they've got backstories. They, and people create their own characters because... And this was one of the things that I think a lot of people growing up loved about Star Wars was originally anyone could have been a Jedi. Anyone yeah. could be a smuggler. Anyone could be a trooper. And we play in the backyard as these characters, as our own characters, as our own renditions. And we'd have these fantasized experiences running around on a mission for Luke Skywalker or, you know, shooting uh, pistols at stormtroopers next to Princess Leia or whatever it was. <laughs> and, but we created our own characters. And that was one of the great things about the vast expanse of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, part of its strength is that it is just such a huge, living, breathing universe. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of passion there, too. Like, a lot of the fan films are, like, so much better than the sequel films. A lot oh. of great YouTube videos. Yeah, like TIE Fighter, um, SC-38, Reimagined. Sure, and a lot of those videos are done by either a small group of people or one person. Yeah. Um, a, a quick pitch out there is if you haven't seen um, Star Wars Apprentice, it follows... Darth Maul, yeah. I love that one. That one and was that amazing. Was just by a small group, small team. Um, I'm forgetting on the company's name. I'll have to comment underneath you guys' video. <laughs> yeah. or um, but there, there's so many great things out there, and you don't have to love it all. You don't have to like it all. Um, but you can certainly appreciate that there is a passion, even though it's fiction, even though it's just something that is an enter entertainment industry. Um, it's something fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, in the modding community, there's like I saw this one mod that that turned um, Fallout New Vegas into like a totally like Star Wars video game. <laughs> like they made their own like they basically made their own video game and just put it into like the engine for Fallout New Vegas. Well, cool. Thank you, Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, I mean, speaking of modding, there's the one I think it's the Lamar meme that you were talking. About. I think that's what it's called. Oh, Lamar roasts Franklin. Oh. Yeah, and it's Obi-Wan roasting Maul. He's <laughs> like, I should have, when I cut you in half, I should have cut you at the neck or something like that. Yeah, should have gone for your head. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that's what it was. You know, like, gangster walks away. <laughs> he shows up later, he's like, hello there. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else? Actually, a quick Seb, I wanted to see what your opinion on the Force Unleashed video game. Did you ever play that one? Never played it. Oh, really? I watched a lot. I watched all the uh, cutscenes on YouTube. Um, I've got some great friends that play the video game, and 
some friends that love it so much that they found all like the little hacks and stuff. Really. They, they really break it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I liked it. I mean, I only watched the, again, the cut scenes and some mm-hmm. gameplay, but I thought it was great. I thought mm-hmm. um, the whole Vader scene, again, another great hallway or battle yeah. or whatever, <laughs> right. um, is fascinating. And I think it's, it shines a light on the hope that video games can have in our near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that game because that's the first game I ever got invested in the story. Mm-hmm. Like uh, all the games before that I played just for the gameplay, like um, for Battlefront 2 and like all those games I played just because I wanted to play it. Sure. But like The Force Unleashed I actually cared about the Star Killer, the main character, because I got invested in his story and I wanted to like see him succeed and like it broke my heart when he when a lot of bad things happened to him, you know. And sure. I never realized video games could do that for you. I remember the first time I beat it, I got the bad ending. Oh, I, so oh I did too. <laughs> yeah. I was so upset. My mom was just like, why are you so upset? It's a video game. Like, you don't get it, mom. <laughs> you don't understand. And uh, we talked about music as one being important to video games and films. Um, another big key element is plot. Yeah. I mean, and, and you can't have this, uh, you know, perfect character going through all these endless trials as if they were, you know, a whistle in the wind, no problem. Um, right. Facing hardships and overcoming those with trial and error and sometimes even sweat and blood. Um, I know I've bitten my lip and blood from playing a video game from concentrating so hard. On it. Uh, it really just, it sells um, games 10 times better than, you know, the coolest graphics. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, if I can like jump in for a second, have you played Jedi Fallen Order? Again, another one I haven't played, but I, I watch way too much stuff. Oh. I need to get more invested in, but again, another great plot. Yeah, and, like, I remember, like, we were talking about, uh, you know, making your way through these challenges with blood, sweat, and tears. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there is a point where the main character, Cal Kestis, just hits his lowest point. Mm-hmm. And even I was feeling bad for him. I was like, what does he do now mm-hmm. with all this going on? Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, he gets kind of a message that kind of lifts him up and gives him hope. And I'm sorry, it's just such a good quote. I'm going to have to spoil it. But he's told that the ob- the obstacles in the path will become the path. And I thought that was such an... That's like what makes Jedi and Star Wars so great. You know, it's just stuff like that. It's a life lesson. I mean, we constantly get, you know, knocked down time and time and time again in our daily battles at work, at school, um, in so- society. Um, you know, our favorite politician doesn't win one time or... Um, <laughs> You know, things don't go the way you wanted. And it's that hero struggle. We're all the heroes of our own story. And to have that um, lesson taught in video games, in movies, in comic books is pivotal. I think we all need that. And I think we need a little more of that now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, we're still kind of home a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, those they'll still be there for the future, which is nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you asking me to come and, you know, rant and pitch my little (laughs) bit here and name drop and all that great stuff, but... Yeah, if you're you're Paige decides to do a podcast, listen. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. Well, you know, share a link on on our Instagram page or something. (laughs) It'll be fun. We'll support each other. Feel the love. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Spread the love. All right. Um, thanks for everyone for joining this time. Uh, 
Go ahead and join us when you listen to it. I hope you guys like it. And we'll, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave this thing. <laughs>